Welcome back into the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, brought to you by Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code SGPN for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. All right, we are drafting from each position, doing a 12-team Superflex rookie mock draft with four rounds using our friends over at Sleeper. Got my trusty co-host here. Yeah, got my trusty co-host here, Brad. And uh, make sure you check out the other episodes. And, of course, hit that like button, subscribe, and send us all your fantasy football questions. So we're going to get straight into the draft. And that is uh, probably a requirement of me to start the draft. And so we will see what oh, they gave me the 12th pick. I'm not going to make my selection. Brad's going to make his. We'll see what the latest ADP shows us. So this is a 12-team Superflex draft. Bijan Robinson at one, TJ Stroud at two, Bryce Young at the three spot, Anthony Richardson at four, JSN at five. We have Jameer Gibbs at six. Then we have Jordan Addison at seven, Will Levis at eight. So, Brad, if you're on the clock right here, what are you thinking about doing? Yeah, I mean, this is the pretty standard top eight. The difference is the ADP shifted around on us a little bit, right? So, had we been talking some of these earlier picks, we might be changing course a little bit because now you see Anthony Richardson at 104 going way earlier than what we saw before. Then JSN, Jameer Gibbs has dropped a couple picks in this draft. Uh, then we see Jordan Addison coming off at number two. So you really have your option. Who do you like more? Your QB through, or I'm sorry, your wide receiver three or your running back three? To me, Zach Charbonnet is the clear pick here over any of these other. There's a little bit of a tear break here for me after after Zach Charbonnet. So that would be my pick at, at the 109. Yeah, and, and when you look at it, you're in your actual leagues. There's going to be such a a rush for running backs like there normally is. And with all of these quarterbacks likely getting first-round draft capital, likely getting top 10 draft capital, it's going to be hard to see. You know, it's really going to be hard to see them go much, much earlier than this. Like, you know, best case scenario for like Charbonnet is like six or seven. I mean, this yeah. is probably the sweet spot for him. Um, I don't know if you saw Bucky Brooks' latest mock draft, but Bucky Brooks' latest mock draft was very interesting. And um, so I, I thought it was interesting. My, my guy, Hennon Hooker, was closing the gap on Will Levis, and Daniel Jeremiah had him at 23 with Will Levis at 19. Bucky Brooks didn't even put Will Levis in his first round. I feel um, like he's just re- – that, that's that clickbait. Like, let's get as many clicks as I can yeah. by saying mock draft 3.0, Will Levis falls. You know, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I don't, I, I don't know, man. It was very interesting because, I mean, I'm not, I'm not here to hate uh, on Will Levis, but I, I definitely thought that was a pretty bold thing to have him um, outside yeah. of the entire first yeah. round. But you know, we'll see. Crazy things have happened in the draft, so let's uh, let's get to our pick and, and let's talk strategy first. If you're at the 109, there really there is some trade back situations that you can do. Um, if you like, let's say you're, you know, you like the, the receivers here, sometimes trading back from the one Oh nine to the two Oh one, letting someone take who they get. And you're still giving up a first round pick. 
And yep. so you're going to get a decent return and someone might overpay a little bit and you might get lucky with who ends up falling to you. But in this situation, whether it's uh, my, my pick of, of Zay Flowers or Zach Charbonnet, I would probably stick and pick in this situation unless I got a really good offer because I think yep. there's a teardrop behind both those guys. We took Charbonnet in the last draft. We can give give it to him again. We'll take Mr. Charbonnet. No, that's fine. We can go Zay. If, oh, if you want to go Zay. The, sure the one thing I do want to add to that around the strategy perspective is if you – right, everybody should have kind of their own rankings, right? Hey, here's what, you know, Dave's rankings are, but you know what? I'm going to start there, and I'm going to move some guys around based on what I like, right? Everybody should – I would highly recommend that for everybody. Don't just take my rankings or Dave's rankings or Bruni's or whoever's and use those as gospel. What I would say, I know some folks who have, let's say, for instance, I know a couple guys who have Sean Tucker as their third running back on their ranking, Right. Do not take Sean Tucker here, right? Even though, theoretically speaking, your rankings may say to take him here, make sure you pay attention to ADP and use that to your advantage, right? If you think, hey, ADP shows Sean Tucker going 205, I'm not saying to trade back to the 205 and risk not getting him, but don't take him at 109. Trade to the 201. Go reach at 201 owner and see if they want to move up and take 201 plus and still go get your guy who you believe to be the RB3 and you're adding assets. So use that ADP to your to your benefit here uh, well, and, anytime you're doing any kind of draft like that. And it's exactly what I was going to say on why not taking Zay Flowers here because I want to see where he goes. We were doing mock drafts last week, and Zay Flowers was going end of the second. He was going well, yeah, he was going mid second. It was like yeah. two six, two seven, and it was like, oh, okay, well, now it's corrected itself. One eleven. The people have heard me. <laughs> it's it's definitely that is that is much better to where uh, to where I like him. Um, yeah. and and I understand some people will have Quentin Johnston higher, and some people might have taken Quentin Johnston at that one oh nine spot. Um, so first round recap. 101 was B. John Robinson. They had C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, J.S.N., Jameer Gibbs, uh, Jordan Addison, Will Levis, Zach Charbonnet, Quentin Johnston, Zay Flowers, and then Josh Downs. Yep. Round two, Michael Mayer. Then we had uh, Devon A. Chain. Then we had Jalen Hyatt, Zach Evans, Tank Bigsby, Hendon Hooker at the 206. It's a little bit better than what we've seen before. If yep. he gets first-run draft capital, that'll shoot right up. And then you have uh, you know Sean Tucker, who we talked about after Kincaid. So it was Mayer at the one, a chain, a chain at two, Hyatt at three, Evans at four, Bigsby at five, Hooker at six, Kincaid at seven, Tucker at eight. And then who are we looking at here, sir? Yeah, I think it's interesting because we're starting to see that gap close on Kincaid and Mayer as well, right? We saw Kinca- or Mayer at the 111-112 in those drafts that we did when we did 101 through 108. And we saw Kincaid at the 211, and now we're seeing Michael Mayer start at the beginning of the second. We see Kincaid shifting in, right? So now by draft time, if Kincaid ends up going ahead of Mayer, you likely see them swap spots a little bit, right? So this is where it always gets interesting doing all these mock drafts early on and seeing how things are shifting because it's telling you what the industry is looking at and what the consensus is right now. But here, there's one guy in particular that I think just think has huge value and major upside. When I'm in the really the back end of the second, I'm going to start to look at that upside. And that upside for Keishon Boutte 
is is pretty high for me. He's going to be the highest ranked player on my board at this point right now uh, out of the guys left over. So I'm looking at Kayshawn for sure, especially with the fact that we were able to get a solid running back in the first round. Now I want to start to look at those wide receiver cores that find themselves in some opportunity and have some upside. Yeah, it'd be between him and Tillman, if we were going to go with receiver um, Kendra Miller, I believe I have a little bit higher, but um, that's that's where I would go. And and you know we already got the running back. Let's go with the receiver. Let's take Butte so, off the board. Well, so let's talk about though that though, right? Because that's a little bit different depending on what your situation is. So, what types of situations would you be looking at taking Kendra Miller over? Kayshawn Boutte or Cedric Miller? And then what types of situations would you be looking at them, even though Kendra is the higher guy on your board? Well, I think this is a great spot to trade back because I, I like uh, I, I like those guys. I don't love them. And so I, I'd be fine if somebody wants to trade up and give me a future. You know, I'm the guy that has like 14 third-round picks because people just, you know, I just all right, just throw me a third and we'll do it. Because I could, you know, I don't care about going to two twelve and taking any one of the guys we just talked about. No. And so, I, I'm big on trading back, collecting picks. I'm a big uh, Seahawks draft kind of a guy, and uh, that, that's what I would do. But you know, again, with the running backs, if you're in a rebuild situation, it you think, oh, I'm going to rebuild. I'm going to get a receiver, a long term play. Well, if you're in a rebuild, it's two or three year rebuild. Go grab the best running back and just flip them because you can yeah. trade running backs so quickly. Um, and that's you know, that's my thought here. But yeah. um, as far as needs, yeah, if you need running backs, then go running back, running back. You know, if you need a receiver here or you don't have it, you know, go with the best player available if you don't have a, a choice. Yeah. And then I wouldn't think about the, any of the quarterbacks or tight ends here. It's strictly those four guys we talked about. All right. I made 109. Who's 209? 209 will be Keishon Butte. Yeah. Mm, so Kendra Miller's in Tajay Spears. Your auto pick, Chase Brown. I like that at the back end of the second. That's nice. Yep. And the, these are not my picks here, Downs and Chase Brown. I did like the Brown pick. Um, so to recap, round two, we had Mayer, A-Chain, Hyatt, Evans, Bigsby, Hooker, Kincaid, Tucker, Butte, Miller, Tajay Spears, at 211 and Chase Brown 212. Uh, then round three was Cedric Tillman, Marvin Mims, Kenny McIntosh, Darnell Washington, Luke Musgrave, Rasheed Rice, Rashawn Johnson. We have Tyler or Tyler Scott uh, at 308 and then 309. So um, I think we both know who we want here. Um, <laughs> it's uh, you know Izzy Evanaconda is is still on the board. He is. Uh, I just don't understand why he's still going at the end of the third round. So we haven't reached enough people at this point um, to move the needle on him. We did it for Flowers. It's not happened yet for, for Izzy. And we'll um, That short might do it for us. Maybe, well, maybe my short will get it. <laughs> maybe the short will get it. Uh, I think when he gets drafted in the, in the third round or second round, it's going gonna, it's gonna to do it. Yeah. Um, he, is, he is a lightning fast running back. And if he were to go to a, a system, like if he were to go to the Dolphins with that, scheme like he's a one-cut runner he's not necessarily going to be somebody that dances around and does the things that Bijan robinson does yeah. but you get him in an outside zone scheme and he is able to kind of pick and choose where he goes once he puts his foot in the ground he's just he's gone 
and yep. he's got elite track speed. He was a great, uh, great sprinter in New York. And um, when it comes down to pass catching, he can do that too. And on top of it, he's got great size. Like this guy is a little bit bigger than Travis Etienne. Yep. And yep. so he weighed um, in about two seventeen, I think. Yesterday, yeah. What yeah. it was? Yep. He, he's a little bigger than Etienne. Um, <laughs> he's got a big kind of broad shoulders. Um, yeah. but he's got a good build to him. So he's definitely not that power back though. Like even though he weighed in at 217, he's a little bit bigger. The guys like that's not his style of running. Uh, no, so no, he's necessarily and, look at the weight just because of that. But yeah, he's, he's not, he's not, a, uh, you know, someone that's going to be dropping the shoulder on people. And yeah. there's not many of those backs in here and it's not, we're looking for fantasy football anyways. Yeah. Right. Um, but he's, he's got the track kind of a little bit smaller, Lower half. Yep. Yep. So, let's, so, uh, let's so this is a, a little bit different than what we've seen last week when we were doing 101 through 108. We, we're seeing some names that we did not see uh, really even coming off the board. If we look at Jaden Reed, didn't really see a lot of him coming off. Evan Hull, we didn't really see a lot of him coming off. And you see them at the top of this ADP. So with things going the way that they are, some of the hype that you hear around the NFL – are you interested in taking any of those guys at this spot, or uh, you know, because I, I think we're we're in agreement, Omnicon is not going to be available here, right? In, in the grand, yeah. Season. I mean, Jaden so. Reed, we've talked. Jaden Reed would be my, you know, that would be my next guy on the board. Um, okay. I think McBride gets consideration here, um, but Jaden Reed, I, I do think he's, you know, he's someone that offers the upside he's got big playability on top of being just a good all-around receiver um he's not you know obviously his third round he has some things he needs to work on um but i i, I do like him um yeah. and i yeah because that's a guy we didn't really talk about it we haven't really talked a whole lot about uh, i know he came up in our sleeper show with john lobb uh, if you didn't listen to that make sure you go check that out at SUPN fantasy uh, on YouTube or our Spotify channel, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts, SUP and Fancy. Uh, it's a great show, and we had quite a few sleepers to talk about. So let's get to our last guy in this round. Yeah, and, and you know, back to Reed. He he definitely is is someone that a lot of you know a lot of Devi folks are big fans. Um, and last year was kind of a down year for him. Um, I think we all can agree it was a down year for the Michigan State offense. Yep. And um, so he's someone that if if you just go back and look at the 2021 tape, or you're like, yeah, this guy, this guy's pretty good. Um, in 2022, you didn't get to see it as much because the offense wasn't explosive; they weren't making big plays, they weren't on the field that much. But um, people are, are sleeping a little bit on him. So uh, Tanner McKee, three ten; Stetson Bennett, three eleven; Max Duggan, three twelve. I just I would be no not interested at all in making any of those picks. Um, Dorian Thompson Robinson. There we go. That's my guy. Um, I would take him in the fourth round. I don't. I mean, I don't know if I take him in the third round with what's left on the board. You have Tucker Craft four hundred two, Will Mallory four hundred three, Rakim Jarrett four hundred four, Jaron Hall four hundred five, Braden Willis at four hundred six, Malik Cunningham four hundred seven. We got uh, Laporta at four hundred eight. That seems like real yeah. deep. Um, and then our our pick right here. So. Is he still on the board? Yeah. When we get done with it, I'm, I'm screenshotting this. I'm going to make it short. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, Sam Laporta in the fourth round is crazy. Is Israel Abedaconda in the fourth round is crazy. Like, he's going to fix it because that means we're going to get him at great value. But, yeah, yeah. Eric yes. Gray, 
that would have been my – if I would even scroll down a little bit, Eric Gray would have been my pick at 309. So, I mean, Izzy, Eric Gray, those guys I would have had. I have over Jaden Reed. And um, I do think there's some value here in the third round. I will say this. Every year, the talent pool shrinks after the draft. And so you do your mock drafts. You're like, man, there's 30 guys I love. And then you could look at landing spots and the draft capital, and you're like, there's like 18 guys that I love. And so yeah. it'll it'll shrink. So don't think that you're going to find all these guys. And it'll correct itself, you know. And, and I don't like doing, like, rookie draft on draft weekend. I think, yeah. you know, especially if you're looking to, like, use ADP as a tool, it's not going to have enough time to catch up. But if you do your draft, like, the weekend after the NFL draft, you should see enough. We're going to do shows and stuff like that, too, to show off what, like, the ADP should be or, or what it is. Um, this is just, like I said, there's a lot of these guys that I think are not going to be available. Like, A.T. Yeah. Perry is one of my guys. Um, then you have Izzy, Dwayne McBride will not be available. Um, Eric Gray, I don't think will be available. And so, um, you know, there's a guy that I, I, I talked about earlier that I want to, I want to throw on the board and that's Daneric Prince. He's not been drafted yet. So you have to look him up. He's, uh, I think he's 210 on the list or actually he's lower than that. Um, Daneric Prince from Tulsa. If you're looking for this year's, Isaiah Pacheco, this guy is a he's you know more of a straight line runner. Um, he is he has good size, six foot, two hundred and nineteen pounds. He had the highest weight adjusted forty out of the running back class, and he's someone that people are starting to talk about. It's whispers; people aren't getting really super loud about it yet. But you got to look at that. And last year, that's something that Pacheco stood out. Ken Walker stood out. And they were in the rank, you know, when he, when Pacheco was in the ranks with Ken Walker and Brees Hall, I was like, yeah, like I got to put that note in my head. And when I was talking yeah. to Angelo, I definitely was like, I remember this guy. And then you see him do it. Like, yeah, not everyone's going to be Pacheco, but again, like a guy that nobody's talking about, probably going to get day three draft capital. He's got some serious traits. I like it. I like it. All right, let's uh, just just take Izzy off the board. Someone has to do it. Yeah, right. Payne Durham, Davis Allen, and Mr. Irrelevant. All right. Well, hey, this is a little bit longer than we expected. We're going to go to the do the 110 for you guys. Again, please uh, like, subscribe, and uh, turn the notifications on. And then check out our other episodes. Uh, we're going to be doing, um, you know, finishing up our top 12. We've already got one through eight done. So if, you, if you're drafting from the one spot or the six spot, go check those episodes out. And then we got one more thing to offer everybody before we get out of here. Yeah. All right. So we talk about win bet being our jam, but guess what? Everybody's starting to do those early best ball drafts. And hey, SGP's draft day is coming up and we're going to be using underdog fantasy. Underdog Fantasy continues their March Madness college pick'em, and it is a great way to get in on the action. Plus, Underdog Fantasy has all your favorite college basketball player props and great NBA and NHL daily games. So head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $100. Again, that's underdogfantasy.com slash SG, or correction, promo code SGPN. All right. Thank you, guys. As sure. always. Good luck this season.